You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Arizona Diamondbacks are officially looking toward next year. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. They've been looking toward next year for a while. But let's make it official now that we are past the halfway point of August. Uh, I am Allison Footer. I am here to, to talk to uh, Steve Gilbert about all things Z-backs. Um, Steve, okay, Zach Greinke, what in the what uh, in Boston? He said it was probably the only other start that he thinks might have been worse was one he had against the Diamondbacks about, uh, what, 10 years ago? So what, what happened? What was going on there? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, Allison. He had a really good outing against the Mets when he first came off the, the, the DL. We talked about that and kind of, um, you know, gave some life to the team there, kind of set a nice uh, nice little tone for their series with the Mets. And then he came out against the Red Sox, and you're thinking, you know, maybe they can avoid a sweep with a win, and it just uh, he just got hammered. I mean, there's just really no other way to say it. Um, you know, only lasting an inning in two-thirds. Um, you know, he felt like he said the ball was coming out of his hands, uh, hand really well. Um, but that obviously they weren't good pitches because they didn't have good movement because they were just crushing everything he threw. And it wasn't any one particular pitch. Um, they hit a homer on a curveball. They hit a homer on a, a fastball. They hit a homer on one of the sliders. I mean, it was just, um, it, it, it was a, a beat down right from the start. Um, and certainly caught everybody uh, off guard and, um, it's not the way he was pitching before he went on the DL, and it wasn't the way he was pitching when he first got off the DL. So uh, they chalk that up to one of those days and, and move on for his next start. He said it was, stuff was flat. So Yeah. I, you know, it's, and, and I guess pitchers have that that, that happen to them at times. But uh, Not you know, Zach Greinke. Come seeing, on. I know. I was about to say, you're not used to seeing that from Zach Greinke. So, um yeah, I mean, it, it was truly stunning. You just kind of sat there and watched it and just couldn't kind of believe what, what exactly was going on there. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, I'm not questioning his heart, his character, nothing, but I just feel like if they were in the midst of a division race, if they were making a playoff push, that, I don't know, like it would just be different. Like it's got to be hard in August. I don't care who you are to go out there and really have like the same adrenaline rush you had in April when you thought that this thing was, you know, you had a chance. I mean, when you're so far out of the race, is it hard for these guys to get up for these games? Well, it, it might be Allison, but if it is it you know, I think the fact that, that the guys that can do it are the ones that separate themselves from, from everybody else. And, and that's why I, I lean to saying that's not the case with Granky because he's been so good for so long that the, the only way you get to be that good um, is by competing every time you're out there, regardless of, of what the situation is. So um, it's a it's a good test for these guys uh, these last month uh, month and a half here as they go through it um, to see who who really has it within themselves to to play hard day in and day out. Okay, so moving on to other uh, pitchers. Patrick Corbin moved to the bullpen. Um, he had not won a start since June, and he has he was not good in nine starts after that. So I guess this is um, – I mean, he started the season as a number three starter, so this has to be kind of a big blow to him and maybe needs to get his confidence back a little bit. Yeah, you know, you look at the Diamondbacks rotation, and you talk about them being out of the race right now. They're number two starters in AAA, they're number three starters in the bullpen, and their number four starter, Ruby De La Rosa, uh, is on the disabled list. So 
Um, and and their number one starter, Zach Greinke, uh, struggled at the beginning, then pitched great, and then got hurt. So you can kind of see why they are where they are and, and what the biggest issue is for them. And, and as far as Patrick goes, you know, he had that rough outing in, in Boston. Um, some people said his stuff, again, his stuff looked flat um, and just wasn't coming out of his hand the same way. And you've kind of heard that uh, for a while now, ever since his last victory. And it's kind of hard to pinpoint. They've looked at mechanics. The mechanics seem pretty similar. Um, there doesn't seem to be a drastic loss in velocity. Um, he said he's had some nerve issues, but that he thinks he's past that. So it's hard to know if, if that's a factor. Um, and, and, again, his start may have looked a lot differently had Gene Segura fielded the first, uh, the first hit of the game for the Red Sox because if he does uh, – Corbin's out of the first inning with uh, scoreless and 11 pitches. Instead, they got four unearned runs, and he threw 40 pitches in the first inning. And that's just uh, that, that's draining in and of itself and hard to come back from. So they're going to send him to the bullpen, have him, uh, you know, he pitched pretty well last night. Um, they're going to have him just try to throw in some low leverage situations and see if they can't uh, build, rebuild his confidence a little bit and figure out what's going on with him because he's certainly somebody that they're counting on uh, going, going forward. Okay, so I've had this other topic that I've kept in my back pocket that I was going to pull out uh, when there really wasn't a ton to talk about when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks. And so now I'm bringing bringing it out, Steve. There is a picture that is in existence of you and Michael Jordan on some sort (laughs) of posing together, and it was a really long time ago because you had a lot of hair. So can you um, give us some specifics as to what the situation was leading up to this picture being taken? I believe it was like on a magazine cover, right? Yeah, that was 1994, Allison, and uh, it was a photo shoot for Phoenix Magazine, and uh, Michael Jordan was playing in the Arizona Fall League, and I was handling his public relations for the few months that he was uh, down here. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that got reposted by somebody. And always gets quite a bit of attention on my Facebook feed. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was an experience. I'll tell you, it was uh, something I'll never forget getting to spend uh, that much time with Michael Jordan and, and just see somebody up close that um, had you talk about a guy who, who brought it every day. That was a guy that never took never took a day off when it came to, to working hard. And even though baseball didn't work out for him, and he obviously wasn't a very good baseball player, um, he put in the time and effort, uh, it seemed like, every day to take extra hitting, to, to try to learn. Um, so so his, his failure in baseball was certainly not for lack of trying. So what kind of guy was he? Was he, like, uh, was he nice? Was he humble? Was he high-maintenance? He was, was he? He, was, he was as nice as you could expect somebody to be who is treated the way he's treated by people. I mean, um, you know, we'd be driving down the street in his car and stop at a light, and people would just get out of their cars to come over to try to get his autograph. You know, back at that time, that was after he had won three straight NBA championships, the first of the three straight. Um, and he would then go on to win three more straight when he came back. But so he he just got so much attention from people, and uh, it was really interesting to watch him kind of handle that. Um, as best he could, and you realize that he's a guy that can't go anywhere without being recognized. And a lot of guys in baseball that we deal with can be recognized in certain places, but he was a guy that there was no place in this country or uh, in a lot of places in the world where he could go and not be recognized and kind of fawned over and asked for autographs and, and that kind of thing. So it was, uh, it was a great experience to see him and to see the competitor that he was. I mean, he was 
you know, if you play dominoes with him and you somehow beat him, you were going to play another game and you were going to keep playing until until he won. That's just the way he was. He wasn't going to – everything was – he played everything to win. Wow. Um, so you probably more than anybody had, like, a, a reaction to when team, Tim Tebow said he was going to work out and try to play Major League Baseball. Um, you probably, I mean, seeing Michael Jordan um, – you know, being so, I mean, we're all aware of Michael Jordan's failures as a ball player, as a, as a baseball player, but you even more so. So what was your reaction when you heard about Tito? You know, I, I was, I was surprised and, you know, good for him if he wants to give it a try. I just think that baseball is such a, such a difficult sport um, that it, it's just hard to pick up after you haven't done it for so many years. And he was a, you know, one of the greatest college football players ever. Um, and I just think it, that that's a hard skill. It's a hard skill set to transfer over into baseball, as, as we've seen time and time again. It's what makes guys like Bo Jackson um, so impressive, uh, or Deion Sanders, who can play multiple sports. Um, so good luck to Tim Tebow, but uh, it, it just doesn't seem like that has a lot of uh, – I wouldn't put a lot of stock in that working out, let's put it that way. Yeah, me either. So good to hear. Good to hear somebody else has that. So, well, anybody really that covers baseball, I think, understands this. Uh, but yes, that's to him because he seems like a nice guy. Okay, that was great, Steve. Thank you so much. Very enlightening. Appreciate it. We'll catch up with you soon. <laughs> Always my pleasure, Allison. <laughs> Thanks. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.